Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. In this episode, I talked to former math teacher turned real estate investor Max Keller about how he stopped chasing leads and struggling to compete for deals by positioning himself as the trusted expert with his own book. Before we dive into that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys, and just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor and go check out the website at PlumInvestmentGroup.com. Happy Friday. Hey, what's up? Dude, I am super stoked today because Max, has, he does something that's different, it's unique, and it's something that I've actually kind of done, yep, you know, with launching our own ebook. So I'm going to let him tell us how I did it wrong, <laughs> and, and he's going to give me the speed up, uh, the, the, the better way to do it, because he does have a new book out. So just coming off his new launch of his new book, the book writing checklist is, is, is the first way to get started. So Max, without further ado, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, great to be here. Let's go, man. We're glad. We're glad to have somebody, another Texan. This year, our second interview with somebody from Texas, since we're local and you're Metroplex with us too. So, I mean, it's, it's great to have somebody here and you know, we get, when we have interviews like this, we typically get what's called a one sheet and it kind of gives us a bio of the person lets us know. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was you said, how do I become the trusted expert? And you hit the two biggest problems that real estate ex- investors have, and that's finding deals and finding money. And mm-hmm. you found a unique way to do this, and I'm hoping you share it with our listeners today. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, it's born out of necessity. So I started yep. before, you know, I started doing real estate investing in 2015. I mean, you could put a Craigslist ad up and scoop up a deal wholesale that makes 16 grand. Think you were awesome until you fast forwarded two years later and found out, oh, that had a lot to do with just where the market was, not my skill. But 2017, <laughs> you know, I just started, um, I was really ramping up. I had an office. I had two people that helped me buy houses. And you know, we're probably going to do about 30, 40 deals for the year. And most of them are fix and flip, so it's pretty good margin. But I was just, I felt like I was on a like perpetual job interview. I'd go into these people's living rooms. Every week, they'd get more and more mail that had the same messages. They were just getting it, you know, getting those from everybody and their mother. Then the, you know, the hedge funds and the iBuyers started coming in and, you know, putting really big dollar amounts, sometimes twice what I could pay for the house. Now, that isn't what they were actually going to make, but, you know, they find it out later and it's kind of too late at that point. And so I just saw all these things going on and I was like, well, I got to do something different with my marketing where, you know, at first I was when my marketing wasn't getting as good a return. And this was, you know, cold calling, text messaging. I mean, I was doing everything, yellow letters, every list I could find. And it was working, but not all the time. And I wanted it to work better. So at first I just like did more of it, which was not obviously a very good idea. And then I said, okay, well, what is it like I really want to do? And for me, it kind of came down. I basically figured out two things. One, a better niche for me to work with. And then two, a different way to reach them. So how I found a better niche for me to go after I just made a list of what's important to me. You know, my list isn't going to be the same as yours. It's not going to be the same as people listening. But for me, I wanted to only work higher margin deals. 
skinny deals took about the same amount of time and there was just no point you know that was like number one number two is I wanted to work with people who actually saw me as like their trusted guide I wasn't telling them what the comps in their neighborhood were and they were arguing with me you know like you know like I'm the professional here and so that was I wanted to work with people who saw me as that and then I also just wanted to have fun. I, I was tired of bailing people out of the Grand Prairie Jail to go to a closing and yeah. just working with these people screaming at me on the phone. I was like, I don't, this is just not me. I was a math teacher before I got into this. I mean, I have thicker skin now, but I'm not, I'm not some hard, you know, closer. I don't give a damn about anybody. That, you know, I don't like it when people call me up and start cussing at me. And so I was like, who should I be working with? Well, it's pretty two things happened. One, most of the people I was working with didn't meet all three of the criteria. But the ones who did, like you don't have to be a former math teacher to tell what the pattern was. They were all seniors. They were all senior citizens. So I was like, huh. And I just started diving in. I was like, all right, how did, it, how did these people come to me? And they weren't even coming from my marketing campaigns. They were coming to me randomly from like referrals or like their kids saw me rehabbing a house in the neighborhood. And sometimes when I buy the houses, I wasn't the highest offer and I was like okay this is good because I'm becoming the highest offer less and less so why are they picking me so I just called up a person I used to that I bought a house from and I just about six months previous I said hey you remember me you know Max save your home buyers and they're like yeah I remember you I said, hey did you have a higher offer when we did our deal together and they're like yeah because I remember they told me I was like how, how much higher was it they're like 10 grand you know, 10 grand's a lot around here. This is not million dollar houses yet. I mean, there are, yours are, mine, but not, not the people we're buying their houses from. And so I was like, okay, um, why'd you pick me? And they really just said it's because they felt like I genuinely cared about their, their family member and they trusted me. And I was like, okay, this trust thing seems pretty valuable. I mean, it makes sense if you're married or not married, you know that. And so I was like, well, how do I get more of it? And so what I was doing was just learning more stuff that these people had questions about. So I made like a list of all the, I'm here in mid cities, Dallas, Fort Worth. You know, I made a list of like all the senior housing places within like, you know, 20 miles of here. And I went and like called some of them and, you know, so I could like refer people, you know, I had some other referral partners and I was buying this house. This is what happened. This is a game changer buying this house in uh, Richland Hills and the the daughter of the homeowner who I bought it from she's like 50 she said you know you've helped our family out a ton it's really stressful when your parents get old and you know you have to sell the family home it's a really really tough scene right now all these people have just these folks just preying on them just calling them up bugging them all the time they don't give a damn about them all they want to do is get paid and even if they don't say that it comes through on the phone so I don't want to be like that. And the lady goes, you've helped us a ton. Why have you ever thought about writing a book about this stuff? Cause I'm sure there's other families going through the same thing we're going through. And I was like a book. I can't even tell you something that somebody's told me that I didn't even, I barely even understood what she said. I was like me, like I'm dyslexic. Like there's no way I, I barely read a book, write a book. This is not happening. I would be least likely in my graduating class. Um, to read a book, let alone write one. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know, that's actually a pretty good idea. I wouldn't have to go crazy. I could just write all the questions people had asked me over and over again on their 1978 floral print couches for four hours 
I could write all the questions down that people, you know, should be asking. And so I did that. I just, I made, that was my first book, Home to Home, the Step-by-Step -step Senior Housing Guide. And then, you know, once I made that, I needed one for attracting private money. But, but before I even started writing that one, I just started giving it out. I just gave it to people just like my business card. The only difference was they weren't throwing it away. We got a deal two weeks ago from a lady who called us. We spoke at a workshop at a church, which by the way, the churches were not letting me speak when I was a predatory shark real estate investor, which I was not, but that's how they perceive me. But I'm a local author, I have a local program, I have a workshop. Now the whole game changes and now I'm doing all these workshops at the churches, same max, and I'm helping these people and I'm standing up, they're sitting down, they see me as the expert, I'm teaching them stuff they don't know. And this lady called me and said that, yeah, um, now we need to sell our house. And it, she had kept my book and workbook, it'd been over two years. I never, nobody ever kept my yellow, I mean, you guys' yellow letters and postcards probably different, but nobody's kept mine that long because they're junk mail, we're on the coffee table with all the other autograph books from the real estate professionals which is zero except now unless they're one of my students dude this is so genius that like i'm like oh like it's like one of those and i know the game changer you called it the game changer moment was an aha moment to you that you said oh shit these like these people like they re they really needed help because oh yeah let's face it i i have bought a, a, our main niche is land but i've bought mm -hmm. and sold i think i figured up in the last four years 20 doors yeah um that have been either wholesale fix and flip or we bought to bring into inventory to to rent out yeah and it's so many of those are senior citizens and like you the reason they picked me was because my company's name the buy side of my company is called land couple well, it's a husband wife team we're a small family mm -hmm. we're you know family owned we come out we'll walk you through and tell you exactly what we think needs to be done We'll give you the numbers and let you know, make that decision. There's no there's no pressure on our part. Yeah. And while that doesn't get the door closed sometimes on, on our single family side of the business, it it does open that, that hey, we trust you, we'll talk to you later because we're not ready to sell yet. But it opens that up and you know, you've you've shown them the bullet points and said, Hey, this is why we do what we do and how it works. You don't have to be the highest offer because you are their guy at that point. You are the expert. Yeah, and you know, th there's not a lot of people doing this kind of stuff like like when I started getting into real estate, my friends and me, you know, we had to upgrade our CPAs, you know, like I didn't need a real good CPA when I was a math teacher in Harwood Junior High. Like it's not, you don't really need that. I could do it on one page. But you know, you start making more money, you know, you need an attorney, you need all these people. But then I would go and they help us a ton. But then I go buy houses from, you know, Mavis who drove a, a bus in Birdville ISD. Well, she got a little teacher pension, you know, a little like a school district pension, a little social security. But when she's trying to navigate all this, there's no, unless her kids know how to do this stuff, there's no CPAs or attorney relationships because they don't have the assets, you know, of like the financial assets and stuff. And so who's going to help these people? And then they go online, they get confused. They go to one of these, you know, senior living places. They're just trying to talk them into their option. And so I wanted to be kind of like the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University, but for, for senior housing. And so we, that's why we created the book and the workbook. And now we have people who license our content, which I never would have thought would have happened in a million years. But my friends, investors who listen to your show are smart. When something works, they want to copy it. They don't want to do it, redo it themselves. It's all about speed. So you go, hey, can I, you know, you're not give, giving that out in Florida. You're not giving that out in Chicago. Can I use it? 
I'm like, I don't know. I have to check with somebody I don't even know yet. I have no idea. And so I've kind of found out about this other world that's out there. And um, now I have over 100 people that license our senior book, um, our private lending book, because that works good too. You know, private lenders have a lot of questions too. Who knew? And then um, we, we just did Gene Garino, Residential Assisted Living. We just did his book for all his students. And then we're doing one for um, Node Investing. So it's turned into this whole other company I never would have expected in a million years, but it kind of makes sense because our customers are worth a lot of money. And my favorite marketer is Dan Kennedy. In the book, book the business, he said, the number one way to make money with a book is not to sell it, it's to get a new client, a new customer. And a book transitions you from going from an unwelcome pest uh, to, to a welcome guest. It's a big difference. And I think Adam would echo that. I mean, how many sales calls have you had where you said, hey, if your course seems expensive, check out the book. Just get a taste of what we offer. And that's just with an ebook. You know, I could just imagine senior citizens, ebook's not the right message for them most time. It's, you know, maybe feed a family into a webinar of some sort, but a piece of content that you're handing them at a church convention or yeah. at a senior citizen place, like, hey, these are the questions to ask and how you need to liquidate your assets. And this is the quick way to do it. Like, Mavis, who who probably had something happen really quickly, yeah, that she had to liquidate fast. It wasn't something she could plan out and repair the house, get it ready for market. Her kids no. didn't have the time because they moved away. That's exactly and right. It just wasn't worth it to them. And you're you're that that solution. And that's you know for all of us as real estate investors, we look for that opportunity to be the solution to their problem. Yeah, I love the idea, dude. I think it's just genius. What's uh what is what's your main way to get these books out? I mean, I know you said you just start handing them out to everyone and you spoke at things. Is that kind of the way you get it out doing the speaking engagements or yeah you know the community or you know it's funny I just do this I do this there's kind of two parts to it one of them is just the same stuff I was already doing so like I kept sending out direct mail I still do the only difference is is instead of it just saying hey if you need to sell your house you know call us and we'll give you a cash price but then it says at the bottom well if you're not ready to sell yet that's cool if you we just have this new book out and it teaches people what to do, how to stay in their house and how to, you know, sell their house. You can go online and buy it for twelve ninety nine, which people are very comfortable with. Their that price anchor is really affixed in their brains, psychologically speaking. And so, um, or you can call our office and we'll give you a copy, an autographed copy for free. So what happened is the first mail out that I did where I just put a little picture of my book and that little spiel, I got three times as many calls. Now most of those people they didn't need to sell their house right away, but what was cool was I sent them the book, they're excited, they're like, wow, I'm getting to talk to you. Well, they weren't saying that before. And then, um, and then you know, I sent them the book and I just say, now here's the deal, there's a catch. Are you ready for the catch? And they're like, oh, the catch. Like, is. yeah, here it is. When I send you this book, you just have to read it. And they're like, oh yeah, I'll read it. And then I'll be like, and then just give me your feedback. Because your feedback helps make our local programs better it's actually more valuable than you giving us money for the book. And they're like, no problem. So now when I call a week later, they don't have, you know, there's two kinds of calls. The ones where you see it ringing and you're like, oh no, that person. And then the one you see it and you're like, this is great. So we go from being, we just switch the whole thing. We don't do nothing different. So it's the same marketing, you know, like uh, we'll, uh, people call us sometimes they haven't heard about our book and they're like doing the whole, hey, I got the cheese, you want the cheese, you gotta come over and bid on it. It's like the DMV, take a number. They're just copping a bunch of attitude. And I'm like, 
okay, just a second. Let's just tap the brakes. So like, I need you to come over here right now. I'm like, okay, well, let's just hold on a minute. Have you got a copy of our book yet? And they're like, your book. And, and it just kind of like slows everything down. And I go, yeah, you know, it's the step-by-step senior housing guide, but you don't have to be a senior to get value from it. Chapter three is all the ways to sell your house, pros and cons of each. I wouldn't want you to make a big mistake and rush into anything. If I sent you an autographed copy of the book today with my courier, would you read it before I come over? So they say yes, taps the brakes on the deal. I haven't had one person sell, not sell me their house, like sell their house to somebody else before I came over there. So people still sell their house to other people, but now I don't have to race over there. And then, yeah, it opens up the churches. We have probate attorneys that are loving what we do, and they know a lot of seniors. So I have stacks of my books on their desk, and they go, hey, this is my friend. He's a local author, not a real estate investor scumbag. You know, I used to call up probate attorneys. They go, I go, hey, I want to teach some classes. and I got some programs. They're like, oh, what do you do again? I'm like, I'm a real estate investor. I'm like, oh, yeah, my brother-in-law is trying to be a house flipper, and uh, the lady at Target's flipping houses. No, I'm good, thanks. But when I'm an author, when I'm an educator, I don't even have to be go to law school to be at the same level in their mind as far as my perceived status in the community. And, and perceived status in the community and your perceived status in the mind of your ideal prospect is a lot more valuable than what color mail or what magic list or how many touches. That stuff can't compete with what we have. My mind goes on this, Max, and I, we've never talked before other than this show, so my mind goes to with the, our, the, the resources we use with Datatria, we can adjust like how long somebody's owned a house when we're building our own list. Right. I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, if somebody's average owned his house for 10 or 20 years, they're going to put them closer to that senior number than you know yeah. Justin, who's 40, who's owned his house for seven. So, and he's not probably not going to sell it, but I could get into certain, I could, I could play with the date on the back end to build an avatar and build a list around this and have it, have it out in the DFW area in seconds and with the mailing comp companies we have in this. And it, it just blows my mind to how this all fits together and how easy it is. And I, I know your new book gives you kind of a checklist of like what to do to build a book versus what your old one's done. So what does that new book do and how would it help a guy like me or Adam build our, our real estate empire a little bit better? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a couple, there's two ways to get, get involved in a book. An ebook is good. And y'all's ebook, e- all ebooks are good. The, the issue with an ebook is that it, it's only, it not seen, it doesn't have as high of a perceived value. Okay. Than a physical, but mainly it's just, it's competing with somebody's email inbox and the value only gets really transferred if somebody consumes it. And 85% of books that are purchased on Amazon are never read. So I can't, I don't know what they are for eBooks and I don't know what they are for free eBooks. So that's the only caveat. Like that lady who called me from two years ago, the reason it was real easy is because I literally have a 16 ounce paperweight on her coffee table. If it was an ebook, she goes back to the email from two years ago, it's harder. So this book is the Real Estate Investor's Book Writing Checklist. So if you want to go DIY and write your own book, this is the framework that we use when we write new books. This is exactly how you do it step by step. If I had it, I probably would have saved 100 hours. Um, We just made it because, you know, through trial and error. So that's what that is. And we'll put the link down below that you can get access to that. Um, We sell it, obviously, but um, we're going to give your audience a free copy while the link's up. 
And it just, but it, it's for a physical book. It could be for an ebook. It could just be to make your social media, you know, respond better. And then, so folks have kind of that DIY option. And then if folks are like, yeah, I don't have that much time. I don't want to spend a hundred hours writing a book. I just want to spend, we have an option that's an hour or two of their time. And if some of their, our content, if their area is available and they want to license some content, they could have a book in less than 30 days with about an hour of their time. So it's for busy real estate investors who understand the value of a deal, and um, it's really pretty simple. It's not, it's, it's if you, you know, you know if it's for you the second you hear it. It's not complicated. So, go ahead. That was going to be my next, my next question was uh, about the licensing, but I think you just kind of answered it. You don't yeah. Know we just change a little bit. Yeah, we just change a little bit of it. I mean, the price has changed. If you want to call and find out, we'll let you know what it all looks like and stuff. But, um, you know, we have different promotions running. But for people who already have a marketing budget, when you can see everybody wants to everybody wants to talk about leads, 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 leads. Yeah, leads are important. But guess what? Today is a historical event. Did you all know that today is the easiest day in recorded human history to get leads? I mean, you were just talking about all the lists that you can pull. We don't have a shortage yeah. of leads. What we have a shortage of is mechanisms that that are proven, that have been proven for thousands of years to reprogram somebody's mind in a seller market to immediately choose you over everybody else. That's the thing that I ask people if they have one of those and they don't have that. But we have that. And um, that's what we do and that's how we use it. And um, it just works. I don't know, like I would never go back to the other thing. You know, it's just way better. Yeah, we, and we often talk about how different forms of, like, whether it's direct mail or email drip campaigns or your social media presence, you know, you use all these things to kind of mm -hmm. build into your funnel and yeah. then you want to get through. But, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're onto something that's pretty neat is, is you've made yourself the expert right off the bat, whether that's yeah. why you're out doing podcasts and people can see, know you. Right. Now they, you take our audience, for instance, we have you on here, we talk through it and they're like, man, I like what Max had to say. Now right. he's, he's flipped that mode and that just gets us there. But if in a situation where you're just touching, it's a touch and go type deal where it's a postcard or a letter or, right. you know, some kind of email drip that this gives them that tangible item. So my question right off the bat, and this, and you, you can go into as much detail as you want or not, but is how long does a book typically need to be? Mm -hmm. And that like, cause you, I, my ebook's 28 pages. And so you'll have, you know, other people will be like, oh, and I've had people ask me, do you have it in a physical copy? I'd really mm -hmm. like a physical copy and it's not. And that's on me. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should have done a physical copy too, just to have it. Um, secondly, what does it cost per book? Because you hand that out, and that's real—that's a marketing budget. That's an expense. So, yeah. you know, some 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 people, investors are going to ask that. Those are great questions, and nobody's asked me that, and they should. Y'all are smart. You guys ask good questions. I've got a smaller book over here that it won't be on the it won't be on the the visuals, but it will be for y'all. So we did this one for Brant Phillips and down in Houston, and it's about it's a little bit smaller. Uh, I think this is five and a half by eight and a half. And it is about 78 pages. So I think okay. about 60. Otherwise, it just kind of feels like a really thick napkin. Too, too light. You don't want yeah. that. Yeah, but with the spacing and the formatting, I mean, you can, you want to get to about 10,000 words. To make a long story short, you get to about 10,000 words, you're good to go, and you can create like a physical book. And then, um, then what was your other question? How much does it cost per unit? You know, depending oh, on yeah, the yeah. Size, but about five bucks. Okay. Those are our costs, our author copies. So yep. they say, like my book right here, um, this one, so on the back, this is the one I give my homeowners. 
and uh, it's $12.99 on the back. I can get these author copies for about $4.49. So that's the key is like, I mean, honestly, if you do a seven touch yellow letter campaign at a dollar a touch, which you could get it cheaper, but just to make the math easy, seven bucks, you could actually just send everybody a copy of your book for the same price. They're not going to throw it away. But we actually found that doesn't work. Sending people the book cold um, doesn't work. They just get all confused. It's way better, like Perry Marshall says, to get people to raise their hand and, um, and request it. So we send out the cheapest form of mail we can to get the biggest targeted audience to raise their hand for the easiest transitional call to action offer that we can put on there that has the lowest risk to them and the highest perceived value, which is call us and get a free copy of the book. And then we, then we have our protocol where we send it out. But by the time somebody calls you for a book, that's a totally different lead. A lead, when you go over to somebody's house and they've already, I tell them to read chapter three before I come over. Do they, they don't just read chapter three, they read the whole thing. And then I roll up and I bring them and I go, hey, do you have a copy of the workbook? And they're like, the workbook? I'm like, well, it's $49.99, but I'm gonna give it to you for free. But I'm gonna ask for something in return. One, you let me sign it, and can I get my picture with you? And they're like, this is amazing! And then we go through this stuff together. And I'm like, well, do you think maybe some of your kids like, would wanna talk about this stuff? They're like, no, I make all the decisions around here. I'm like, I know, I know. I know you do, Mavis, but here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Is there anybody that if you didn't reach out to them they would, and let them know what we're doing here, they would just get offended? They're like, oh yeah, you know, my son-in-law in Nebraska and this person in Florida. Well, you know how the game works. When you call those people up and they don't know you, they don't trust you, they don't like that you're helping their parent and they're not, they're on Redfin trying to sell that thing for 1%. They're cutting you out of the deal. But when you call and you just say, hey, I'm working with your mom, I'm a local author, and I want to send you a copy of our book so you can participate too. We can all jump on a Zoom call and handle this situation together and help each other. It's a whole that's it's it's a whole nother way to buy houses. There's nothing there's nothing that's even related to it. People go, oh yeah, I buy houses. I'm like, how do you do it? They tell me it's nothing like how I do it. Yeah. Man, I like it. <laughs> I do as well, Max. We kept you a little longer than we normally run, but I, I'm full of smiles and laughs about this one. I think it's an ingenious way and I think it's a cool thing. I, I'm going to pull a free copy of your book when you have yeah. the link and I know Adam will add that to the bottom of our show notes for everybody. But uh, man, any last closing words you can give to our audience? I've loved every second of this. You know, the reason the book works, we had a lady, one of our guys and one of our students in San Jose, big money out there. I mean, we need to do deals out there. Every house is 1.7 million. It's unbelievable. He showed us some comments that the lady who's helping, the family that he's helping put. And, and it, it feels good because there are, there are thousands of families out there that really need help. They need help from somebody. And so it, it's amazing how the lady said in the most recent comment, she goes, you know, I liked how in the book you showed all the different options, not just the one that you do. You know what I mean? When I was just buying houses the regular way, I mean, I was trying not to talk about agents because I wasn't licensed at the time. And then I got licensed, but then I wasn't talking about Redfin. I want to talk about Purple Door, you know, or whatever color door you like. And so I would just say when you, when we elevated the mission above just us getting rich and actually trying to help these people, whether we bought their house or not, business got better for us. And when we just started teaching people, showing them all the options um, in this way, 
it made a big difference. You don't have to have a book to do that. It just helps if you do. And in my head is when I when we have guests on like this, and I'm really into the show. Like my head go, my headspace goes like a mi million miles an hour a certain way. Like right now, my head is thinking the biggest transfer of wealth and knowledge is happening right now with the baby boomers. The baby exactly boomers right. are leaving the market; they're going into retirement homes. They're starting to leave the workforce. So, whether it's knowledge or property, whether it's rural land like we deal in mostly, or single families, or those those baby boomers that actually own multifamily, you have this transfer that has to happen and not many experts on it like because nobody's done this this is this has never been happened in history that right. the amount of people that's transferring so positioning yourself as an expert in your niche with that transfer knowing that like my mind right now is going we should have a book on selling the family farm like Damn that's right. what my mind is is like how, how to be the guy that helps them sell the family farm because we are probably going to buy it buy the ranch and sell it buy the pasture and they need to know that up front they're okay with that but the kids don't want it they just want the cash Mom and dad want to know they're being taken care of, and it's with a respectful group. And when you do something like this with a book, you, you do it. Hey, so, you, it, we'll, we'll help you write that manuscript, and then uh -huh. we'll license it uh, to people who are doing the same thing in markets you're not in all over. That's a great idea. I, Even with everybody. <laughs> Max, we're nationwide. I've bought and sold in 42 states in the last five years. That's a good thing for us, but I, I love the idea. I think we can make that happen because I, I agree. Um, like I, and my my father-in-law right now, he's 74, and he's meeting with his money guy to make sure that he's got the trust set up the right way, the kids set up. He's a retired doctor, retired colonel from the military, so he has a lot of moving parts. And it's, yeah. his question to me is like, what what do we do? Like, how do we do this? How do we protect ourselves? What is the savings we can do? And those are the those are the type of questions that our parents are asking. We're in that. We're the kids to those people, and we should be the ones that's solving that. And unfortunately, it's new to everybody in, in, yeah. in figuring that out. So, man, I, I love what you're doing. I really do. It's it's super interesting, and I'm glad you found that niche there for yeah. uh, for your group. Me too. Uh, Max, if people wanted to find you, is there somewhere they can go to check you out? Yeah, so they can go to um, – we'll put the link down below, but it, our company is dealschasingyou.com. And then if they just go forward slash S-O-U-T-H-E-Y – they can download, as long as that links up, they can download a copy of our newest book. And then there's some videos and resources and you can learn how to, you know, implement this in your own local market. Cause it, um, it truly is a superpower. I'm not going back. Sounds like it. <laughs> cool. All right, guys, we'll get out there, check that out. I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, so we'll take advantage of that. And uh, that's it for today. So, uh, Max, we really appreciate you, come, appreciate you coming on the show. It's great information. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, and review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.